Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Our site has other great features like a message board, free OTR downloads, games, and much more. Check us out at www.comicweb.com. The Comic Web also offers another podcast, which is a variety of old time radio programs, not just Superman. You can find it on our website or wherever you found this podcast. And now, kids, it's time for our Comic Web Radio Secret Society code. 3 18 8 27 23 3. Just enter this code at www.comicweb.com slash secretsociety.htm. Deciphering the code will give you all the benefits of membership in the Comic Web Radio Secret Society. Benefits include more free episodes, fun facts, a certificate of membership, and a brand new feature, which is if you use the code when you buy something at the comic web you get 15 percent off the code again is 3 18 8 27 23 3 now just sit back relax and enjoy this episode of superman thank you presenting the transcription feature superman up in the sky look it's a bird it's a plane it's superman Now, Superman, champion of the weak and the oppressed, valiant fighter for truth and justice, faster than an airplane, stronger than a locomotive, who came to Earth from the planet Krypton, and who walks about among human beings disguised as Miles Clark Kent, news reporter for the Daily Planet. Sent by Editor White of the Planet to interview Dr. Horace Martin, well-known weather forecaster and uncle of Lois Lane, Kent and Lois had had a strange adventure on the road. Fleeing payroll bandits seized their car during a violent storm, leaving behind them a fragment of a note which indicated there might be a connection between the crime and Dr. Morton. On their arrival at the lonely observatory on Music Mountain, Kent and Lois were received by Morton's assistant, Elmer Rogers, in a high state of nerves. But before Rogers could tell them the cause of his alarm, Dr. Morton appeared at the top of the stairs. As our story continues today, some few minutes have passed. Dr. Morton has taken Kent and Lois to his laboratory while Rogers has returned to another part of the building. Clock strikes the half hour. A telephone bell rings. Rogers answers. Listen. Hello, Morton Observatory. Hello, who's this, Rogers? Yes. This is Mr. Collins. Oh, yes, Mr. Collins. Dr. Morton, ma'am? Why, he has visitors just now, sir. Is there something I could do? Visitors? What visitors? Uh, his niece, Miss Lane, and a young gentleman named Kent. A uh, newspaper man. Newspaper man? Morton's not giving out any interviews, has he? Oh, no, sir. He hasn't yet. Of course, I don't know. Miss Lane works on the same paper. No interviews, Rogers. Make sure Morton understands. And if you can't afford to have any news get out right now. Oh, I'm sure Dr. Morton understands that, Mr. Collins. All right, never mind that now. What I really called about was the forecast. Is that absolutely sure? Yes, sir. So far as I know. Fog and hail in New Birmingham at approximately... 10.45 tonight, is that right? That's what Dr. Morton said. What's the time now? Uh, just 10.30. Please remind Dr. Morton that the syndicate is checking all this very carefully. If it's a slip-up, they probably won't want to go on with it. He hasn't failed yet, sir. I've just checked the weather station. They swear that it'll be clear with rising temperatures. Fog and hail, that's what Dr. Morton said, sir. But I'm a little worried. Worried at what, Mark Rogers? At what happens at these demonstrations, Mr. Collins? For example, the thunderstorm yesterday afternoon. What about it? There was a holdup, a payroll robbery. Sure, then the hailstorm last week at Northrop. Right in the middle of it, a jewelry store on Main Street was robbed. 
In broad daylight. Don't get it, Roger. But I can't forget it, Mr. Collins. It looks, it almost looks as if someone knew what was going to happen. As if they used Dr. Morton's demonstrations to... I said forget it. You know what depends on this, Roger. If Morton can prove what he says, the syndicate will back him to the hill. If not, well, it's all. Just saying, Mr. Collins, I don't like it. If anything happens tonight... Well, what about it? I shall go straight to Dr. Morton and tell him what I think. That he's being used. Improperly used. Oh, I wouldn't do that, Roger. I really wouldn't. Wouldn't you? Oh, not for a minute. Now, just stop and think. If he's being used, a gang is pulling off this stuff and you went and stopped it. Well, just consider what your life would be worth. Good heavens. You think they'd... I think they... You probably run a terrible risk, Roger. I really do. What's the time now? Why, uh... 10.35. Ten minutes to go. I hope Dr. Morton's prediction is correct. Oh, yes, sir. I'm sure it is, sir. Very well. That's all, Roger. Only remember what I said. Okay. 10.35. 10.40. And meanwhile, in the main room of the observatory, Dr. Horace Morton entertains his guest, Lois Lane, his niece, and Clark Kemp. <laughs> Please, Uncle Lawrence, you wouldn't want us to have made the trip just for nothing, now, would you? My dear Lawrence, a great part of my time in the past few months has been given over to foiling the designs of newspaper people. Oh, Mr. Kent, isn't he dreadful? See what you can do. Oh, really, Dr. Morton? You've done such wonders in meteorology, forecasting the weather so accurately. I give you my word, they're talking about it everywhere. And now, flattery. <laughs> no, my boy, it's no use. No use, whatever. When I get ready to describe my work, I'll do so in detail, and not before. Uncle Horace, have you some secret system? Uh, possibly, possibly. The best weather bureaus in the world are only about 85% accurate, Doctor. And you're right 95% of the time. 95, my dear boy. I'm 100% accurate. Well, how in the world do you do it? Oh, Mr. Ken, isn't it exciting? You do it with all those wheels and machines and instruments, Uncle Horace? Certainly different from any observatory I was ever in. I won't answer questions, but I might give a demonstration. Really, Uncle Horace? Morton's mystical meteorology. Also, fortunes in tea leaves. <laughs> What's the weather doing outside at the moment, Mr. Kent? I'd say it was clear and cool. Well, clear and cool. Uncle Horace, what are you doing? Adjusting the instruments, my dear. Don't come too close. Part of the Morton system is a free use of electricity. Electricity? Good heavens. Well, what a weird light. What's that for, Uncle? What are you doing with those levers? Directing the mechanical calculators. Please stand where you are, Mr. Kent. Oh, don't worry. I'm too interested to move even if I wanted to. Uncle Horace, what happens now? Well, uh, first of all, we might check. See what my colleagues and rivals have to say. There's a telephone extension there on the table, Mr. Kent. Call this number and get the latest weather reports. All right. Dear, dear. Well, let's see what the Morton system says. I think we have enough to go on by now. Can you make out what he's doing? Not very well. Looking into some kind of a glass thing on the table. Might be a camera. I can't think what do you want a camera for? Most interesting. And once again, I fear the usually respected authorities are wrong. Dear me, yes. Quite wrong. Well, what is the weather going to be, Uncle Horace? Fog and hail, my dear. And almost at once. Thick fog. And rather severe hail. 
Now, if you'll excuse me for a few minutes. Oh, I surely, sir. We'll be all right. Oh, don't let us bother you, Uncle Horace. I shan't be long. Possibly you'd like to go out on the balcony uh, through the French doors there. If you want anything, uh, ring for Rogers. All right. Come on, Miss Lane. Let's do a little observing ourselves out on the balcony. Oh, clear and cool. Well, it's cool enough. Mr. Kent, what do you make of it? I'm dying to find no more. But I'll tell you this. Something awfully funny going on around here. What do you mean? I don't know. But all that machinery and, and, and the electricity... Well, that's the weather forecasting. He said so himself. Oh, bunk. Don't you believe it. I've been in weather bureaus before, and I never saw anything like that. They used barometers and wind speed indicators and charts and stuff like that. He made a forecast. If he didn't use the machinery, how did he do it? Well, that's what gets me. As far as I could see, he didn't do a thing. He just grabbed it out of the air. And, of course, you realize he was laughing at us all the time. Yeah, he certainly was having a whole lot of fun. And if you ask me, he didn't make a forecast at all. He just said so to throw us off. He's a queer person, Mr. Kent. Mm-hmm. He's cold and cranny. Why, well, what's happened? Look, you can't see the stars anymore. What is it? Well, for the... Great Scott, it... it's fog. A thick bank of fog has just drifted right down on top of us. Oh, what? Why, that's just what he said. Ow! What's the matter? Something hit me on the head. Ow, there it is again. Hey, something hit me, too. Miss Lane, it's hailstones. Hailstones as big as marble. Mr. Kent, fog and hail. It's just what he said. Then he was doing something with all that machine. Well, I guess he was, all right. He certainly did make a bang-up forecast. Ow! Here. Let's get inside before we get rain. Okay. Come on. I'll close the window. All right. Oh. I'll say this much, Miss Lane. Your old Uncle Horace is right on the ball, all right. He sure called the turn. Yeah, how popular he must be with the regular weather people. Boy, and how. Calls them up, gets their report, and then makes monkeys out of them. Just look at that storm. And it came up out of nowhere. Yeah. And suddenly... Oh, isn't that lightning? Yeah, there's the thunder. Well, you usually get thunder and lightning with hail. Mr. Kent, just look at that. Out through the window. Those hailstones are almost big enough to break the glass. Yeah, and the fog. Hey, you, you can't see your hand before your face. Well, even if we don't smoke out the secret of what your uncle's doing, Miss Lane, we'll have a swell eyewitness story. White will love us. Oh, what was that? It, it, it sounded like a shot. That's what I thought myself. Wait, you stay here. Where are you going? I'm going to see if anything's happened. I'm going to find Dr. Morton. Well, call to him. Uncle Horace! Dr. Morton! Uncle Horace! Dr. Morton! Oh, no use. Whoever he is, he doesn't hear us. I'm coming with you, Mr. Kent. All right, come on. Where did you think that noise came from? Inside or outside? Inside. Come on, down these stairs. That's not the way your uncle went. Come on, we're probably on a wild goose chase. Well, wait. Wait, don't get too far ahead of me. Right. Mr. Kent, what's the matter? What are you looking at? Miss Lane. Wait. Don't come down here. Go back. Go back upstairs. Say, what's the idea? If there's any excitement, I want to be in on it. No, no, Miss Lane, go back, please. Oh, Kent, what's the matter with you? I told you oh. not to come down. I told you. Who is it? What's happened? Oh, quick, quick, let's do something. No use. It's Rogers. Elmer Rogers. Is he? Is he? Yes. He is. Shot dead from close range. And there's the gun that did it. But why? Answer me that. And another thing, 
Now we'll never know what he wanted to tell us when we came in. Another mystery. Who or what killed Elmer Rogers? What was the secret he wanted to tell Kent and Lois? And meanwhile, where is Dr. Horace Morton? And what is he really doing in the lonely observatory on Music Mountain? Tune in next time and follow the story of Superman. And remember, be sure to tune in the next thrilling installment of the amazing transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky, look, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine.